Hello there. I'm Mike Morales. You are watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, all of our platforms, probably YouTube if you're watching us there. I'm here in St. Petersburg in our mobile command center. <laughs> and that, that young man out there is? Rick Levy in San Diego. Rick and I have been exploring, well, not, you know, really literally for the last year and maybe a year and a half, we've been exploring mezcals together. And, and this one has really, really grabbed us by the palate. And this one is called Bruma Negra. And uh, it, it comes, so it's coming in different uh, varieties of, of plants. We've tried the espadine, of course, the traditional espadine, which is at 80 proof. But then we just fell all over ourselves with Tobala. And, and this one, this one is going to be interesting for Rick, because I, I, I don't think that we've ever tried this one together. It's Tepeshtate. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, that is another varietal of uh, another variety of plant. As you can see, these yeah. are these species of agave for me. We when we interviewed Humberto Barra from Glass Bottom Distributors, um, he he frequently gets samples sent to him, and he was considering carrying um, this mezcal. Pluma Negra. Never heard of it before, so I asked him, "Do you have you know extras?" And he said, "Sure." So. Uh, I'm not even sure if it's available in the United States right now, but Rick, you and I have 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 just fell all over ourselves with the with the. Well, quality. we loved the espadine, and then we were blown away by the tobala. Ah, well, this one I have had before from other from other brands, other makers, but not from this one. And you've never had it, as far I've as you've never had the species of agave. Tepeshtate. Okay, well, tepeshtate. So we're gonna pour it. Um, this is. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, I'll read it off the, uh, oh yeah, we're using the jarrito. I'm using the one with the, 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 the larger neck. Yeah. I'm using my, uh, my the shorter, short wider mezcal jarrito tumbler. And those are the ones that I've been using are, are the, are the, Ooh. uh, the much, the, the much shorter, stouter one. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, whoa. I did not expect that. It's a sweeter agave aroma. Yeah. Oh, it's even much fruitier than the than the 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 espadine. The espadine. But but different. It's it's fruitier literally as a fruit. This this yeah. is like this is like melons or mangoes or something. It's it's Exactly. It's a tropical fruit of some sort, but not pineapple. It's it's more like a like a melon or something. Oh my god! I wish you could see these uh, very tiny tears forming right around the edge. Yeah, I see them. And like with the others as well, they're very slow to form, and then they just really take their time coming down. Well, um, the the espadine was at eighty proof, but but the uh, tobala and this one are at uh, fifty two. <sighs> ABV, which, uh, what is that? That's 94 proof or something, wasn't it? What? 52 would be 104. 104. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like I'm getting some, you know, like I'm getting that sweet fruit around the edges, but then like right in the center, I'm getting like this big herbal hit. Yes, I agree. Oh, it's... And but the fruitiness is is lovely. It is wow. lovely. 
And especially, I, I like how it's kind of wrapped around the herbal center, you know? There's like a, some kind, there's of, a, yeah, there's, some there's kind a of amazing, in, you know, blow pop or something. <laughs> well, you know, the, the other thing, too, is not only is it is it fruitier, but it's, it's much more floral also, I think. Yeah. And I might be getting some citrus in there with that herbal center. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. I wonder if this guy makes a barrel, if he makes a Karwinski. Yeah, you know, I would really be interested in trying that. You know, I know that I, you guys love the barrel. Um, yeah. I'm not as much of a fan of that woody. You know, yeah, the, it's, it's much yeah. more woody than the others rather than, you know, the fruitier agaves. But, uh, you know, from this master, I would definitely have to try it. Yes. No doubt. I agree. This is really an eye-opener. Holy cow. You should try it from the longer neck glass. Oh, oh my goodness. Now, now I'm not getting any smoke. I'm not getting, you know, no. there's there's no there's no bake or roasted anything. So again, we don't have any information on this on this on this mezcal. We don't know who the maker is. The label doesn't tell us. We we know that it's that it's being uh, bottled and made in in a palenque in San Juan del Rio. Um, do you think these are all made from the same palenque, or do you think there might be different palenques in the town? It's hard to say. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's a co-op. You know, I I, I don't know if there's. It, it says it's from one maker, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go that it's, that it's from an experienced Maestro Mezcalero, because that's what the label says, you know. Uh, but it, it does have a, 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 a Comercam gnome on it, so it is identifiable. Um, I, I wish I knew more. I, I would love to know more about that. And you and I talked about that previously. We want to know more about his process. What, you know, is his pit roasted? Is he using autoclaves? I, I don't know. It doesn't smell like it. Doesn't taste like it. Tastes really more artisanal, you know. It's not industrial or, you know, there, there's yeah. Kind of, you know, is it some kind of clay oven or you know, yeah. is it like an autoclave just with like a very long low roast or? Yeah, we we don't and and the distillation process also makes a big difference. We mm. don't know if it's clay pot distillation, clay we copper stainless. Copper or stainless, we have no idea. We don't know. If you guys know out there, please tell us. And then us. the fermentation too. You know, what are they fermenting yeah. in? Are you fermenting it in tanks? Is it is it? Oh, I mean, traditionally they're just going to do it in, in in wooden tanks, but we don't know. You know, I, I I'm not going to say that it is until we've actually know more about the process. But but it sure tastes like it, or it smells like it anyway. Which do you think is more complex on the aroma, this one or the Tobala? See, I think I think each of them are complex in their own way. Mm. You know, every plant brings its characteristics, and if and if if the maker, and that's where the maker comes in, the hand of the maker, if if he yeah. can if he can present the characteristics of the plant that he is working with then he's accomplished. He's, set, he's accomplished what he set out to do. Mm -hmm. And I think each one of these, it, because they're so different, they're all going to be different. Their complexities will be different. I, 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 I sense more of a fruitiness and floralness yeah. 
you know, on, in herbal. this one. Yeah, and, and the other one kind of leans toward an herbal, more minerality. You know? And baked agave. And you, baked. You know, that was a huge hit for me is the baked yep. agave. Yeah, but we don't know if it's roasted. Right. It, the, the only one with smoke was the espadín. And just and a little bit, eight. though. Yeah. You were getting more of it than I was. Well, yeah. Well, I was using that glass. Yeah, it could have been this glass. Using this one. Nothing hides from the Harito. <laughs> wow. So it's thinner on the palate. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a lot going on there. I'm getting I'm getting a touch of the smoke, like I don't know, mid palate I guess. Uh, I'm getting the the pepper on the sides of the palate. Uh, I'm getting like uh, I don't know, probably you know like some herbal notes throughout. Uh, nice warmth on the back end, not like a burn, but just. Um, Oh, it's that warm fuzzy, man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm surprised that the, the the explosion of pepper wasn't as an, as intense as it had been with the with the tobola, you know, where it just exploded on, in mid palate. This one this one is more of a consistent, and then it just kind of it disappeared for me. Yeah. You know? Not that that's a bad thing. That's that's just that's just how it reacts. I'm starting to get some baked notes down in the glass. Well, you know, the longer these sit, the more they open up. Yeah. You know, we only go for so many minutes. And it's but... mixed in with the sweetness. You know, maybe it's like, I don't know, maybe like a baked papaya kind of thing. Or See, and that's what I said. I said that it was it was a fruitiness like a melon or, or a mango or, a, you're right, maybe even papaya. Something, something more mm. tropical. It's a tropical fruit. But it's certainly not as like cloying as a papaya would be. No, no, uh-uh. Yeah, there's nothing cloying about this. There's no artificial uh, ingredients in any of these. Yeah. Yeah, it's clean. It's thinner. Wow, there's minimal, minimal smoke. Mm -hmm. Very minimal. And that's a surprise because at a higher ABV, I still say I got more smoke in Espadín than I did in the other two. In, in in the in the um, Tobola and the Tepeshtate, I got hardly any smoke. Yeah. Wow. wow, this is lovely. So are you a fan now? Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Bring it on, man. <laughs> um, you know, and I've been thinking, so over our hiatus, I've gotten a little bit more into mixing. So prior to our hiatus, I, I was a, I was pretty much a snob about mixing is like well you only mix it if you know there's something you need to cover up or right. if it's not that great or or if it's you know one of these value brands which great for rail uh, right. but uh you know over a hiatus i've been uh I've, I've been experimenting with vermouths and bitters and uh and trying different stuff and um you know for the mixologists out there you could do some really amazing things with, uh, you know, especially this Tepestate and the Tobala. You know, there's just so much character that you can play off of. 
in uh, in you know creating these really interesting mixes and uh, you know, kind of going back being a little bit snobby I wouldn't I wouldn't dump fruit juice in any of these you know it would have to be something where it's really you know presenting the spirit but maybe right. you know adding some accents or something but uh, you know like kind of like the way you might make a martini or something like that you know and especially with this, you know, where it's so, uh, it's thinner and a little bit drier, you know, you, you could. If you were to make a cocktail, then for for you, the secret, the key would be less is more. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Like, you know, you might be able to throw this into like a, a martini glass or something with a couple of drops of vermouth or uh, something like that. You know, I, you know, I, I, I get yourself no, a nice herbal vermouth. Well, you know, we have no idea what the pricing is on mm -hmm. on Pluma Negra, which is black feather. That's what it translates to. And um, I, you know, I don't know if it would be cost prohibitive to, to yeah. mix this with something, but it would be a challenge. I see. I see your point that you would be inspired or challenged to come up with a a cocktail that would present the characteristics of each of these plants. And I think it's possible. And I, but and, you know, but. Again, it would take a a, a a really brave mixologist to take this on, because because <laughs> this is not faint. You know, it's not. It's got it's got plenty of character on its own. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? it, it absolutely doesn't need anything. You know, fantastic sippers all the way across the line. Yeah, yeah, I I am so hooked on on this stuff, and and I but again. And you know we've had Rick and I have had a majority of of, um, of different mezcals, different plants. This is his first try at Tepestate. This is my second time, and I and I, I remember even hoarding, excuse me, even hoarding the first bottle that I had from another maker um, because it's so rare. You know, yeah. not a whole, you know, I I have a feeling that a lot of master maestro mezcaleros fear playing around with with that plant because it's just you know one false move and you'd mess it completely up um but this one well, is so, this is an so, incredible accomplishment yeah yeah, yeah i'm I, gonna go have to look up tepestate and see what i can find out about it because uh well gracias a dios uh, i believe makes them now and, and again the plant is so rare to find in the wild that that this particular um uh, this particular mezcal from this plant is going to be hard to find, but you can find it, uh, and, and it probably is pricey. We were very fortunate when Gracias a Dios met with us at, at our, our home office in, in San Antonio that they brought us bottles of Tepestate that they had not marketed yet, and we still have two of those original bottles, you know, and and I can tell you that, that even though it's the same plant, Maybe different region, definitely def uh, different hands of the maker, but it really makes a difference. Uh, I mean, these are all coming from San Juan del Rio, and not one of them, uh, they, they're not cookie cutter uh, mezcals, for sure. Yes, no, it is really beautiful. If I'm, you know, and it's like, I only have 50 milliliters, so I'm going to have to like really savor this. I won't be mixing this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, please don't. I'll be you know, hoarding it. Brands of, brands of promise next year don't happen until January 2019. So, 
Um, but oh, in, man. In, <laughs> so know, this might be my last sip of it until then. You're going to have to hoard it and hide it mm. from yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll have to uh, make a trek down to Oaxaca and see if I can <laughs> find, find, a guy. find a case of it or something. Yeah. Find a guy. We'll, we'll see. We'll, you know, hopefully uh, we don't know. Again, Glass Bottom Distributors was nice enough to to allow us to have these these samples. We don't know at this point whether it's, you know, maybe by the time you see this video, it will have been brought in to, to the United States. I'm not sure what, what the situation is right now. Um, if you've had it, let us know in the comments, you know, wherever you're watching us. Um, if you have a price on it, let us know because Rick is going to go out and buy everyone that you can buy. <laughs> Um, I, I will. I, I'll see what I can. What I can uh, rustle up from uh, from Glass Bottom, uh, because this is really, uh, again, Brand of Promise nominee. I think yeah. in the mezcal category of, of the Tepestate variety, um, and and a high ABV. So, I, unless we're going to have other other Tepestates and and, and <laughs> you know, other Toba, we'll definitely probably see more more than one Tobola this year. Um, but, uh, this one, this one's going to stand out on its own, I think, uh, for a long time. Uh, but we'll see, you know, we'll, it's early in the year and the night is young. <laughs> oh my mm. gosh. Mm. And you know, it's getting they... more, I'm getting more baked and mineral flavors, you know, towards yeah. the bottom. It's really but... lovely how it, how it. It opens it's up. It's changing in the glass. And it, what it an really, experience. It really evolves. You know, like I, like I said to Rick earlier, we only have so many minutes to, 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 to try to break as much down as possible. But when you spend time with stuff like this and you revisit later on in the evening, and it's just, it's, it's like a completely different plant or there's more coming, coming through, coming forward. And, and I think that's the beauty and the romance of, of a really good mezcal a well-made mezcal is that the characteristics just keep on coming. <laughs> you know, the yeah. hits just keep on coming. So oh, this is something I would love to be able to share with people. You know, it's like, yes. it, you know, we have friends over, they come into the house and I like to show them what's new. And man, I would love to be able to introduce people to this. Let me uh, let me see what we can drum up. Uh, you know, we'll we'll find out. Maybe there's somebody out there that can that uh, who's watching this. Maybe maybe somebody related to the maker or or to the brand. If they're watching us, uh, if they can reach out to us and let us know how we can get more, uh, that would be great. And and how we might be able to help facilitate bringing it into the state so that so that Rick can serve it to his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's our take on Bruma Negra. Here it, it, uh, at Tequila Aficionado, I'm Mike Morales here in St. Petersburg. That young man over there is... Rick Levy in San Diego. You've been watching Sipping Off the Cuff on all of our networks. Uh, please subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, send us your comments. Let us know what you think if you've had this, this mezcal before. Uh, but above all else, remember to tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely. Hi everybody, Rick Levy here with your special after credits scene. Uh, I found out some more information about the production processes on Pluma Negra uh, after we signed off. And so I wanted to hop back on and share it with you. 
we found out that the distiller is Rodolfo Hernandez Aguilar. And they crushed their agaves using a stone tahona pulled by a mule. So uh, we're big fans of that. They bake their agaves using firewood in an uncovered conical ground furnace that I believe is lined with river stones. Having the pit uncovered, um, as opposed to how it's traditionally done, where they will, um, you know, they'll throw agave fibers and uh, dirt and they'll seal the pit, uh, which seals in the smoke from the roasting process. So by having the pits uncovered would account for a very little smokiness to the mezcal. They ferment uh, in pine vats. They uh, distill in copper pots. The Tepestate for a 750 milliliter bottle goes for uh, 1,296 pesos, uh, which is about $69 US. And as we like to say at Tequila Aficionado, tomar sabiamente, sip wisely. I'm Mike Morales, I'm CEO of Tequila Aficionado Media, and I just wanted to thank you for watching Sipping Off the Cuff. We love doing these reviews for you. Now, if you're an Agave Spirits brand owner and you're watching this, there are three things that I'd like to talk to you about. Number one, if you'd like us to review your Agave Spirit on Sipping Off the Cuff, just send me an email, mike at tequilaaficionado.com. It won't cost you a dime, and I promise you'll get an honest review. Number two, if your brand has been nominated, past or present, as a brand of promise, we can help you promote your brand effectively and affordably over on the Tequila PR side of things. Just email me, mike at tequilapr.com. And number three, if your brand has ever been a Brand of Promise nominee or a winner, you automatically qualify with us or to go with us on our next promotional tequila tour. So shoot me an email, tours at tequilaaficionado.com, and I'll send you all the details on our upcoming tequila tour. That's it. Thanks again for watching. Sip wisely.